0: Hi, and welcome to Finance Matters,
1: a podcast brought to you by UVA Finance, UVA's trusted financial partner. Finance Matters is a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and inspiration in the hopes they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. I'm your host, Brandy Van Ormer, here today with co-host Patty Marbury of Finance Outreach and Compliance. Hi. Hi. And that's not all. We have not one, but two guests here with us today. And they are veterans of the pod. We have with us Erica Pretty, who is the training and development specialist in Patty's group, Finance, Outreach, and Compliance. Hey, Erica. And our guest that we sort of roped into promising that she would come back, Angela Knobloch from Organizational, Organizational Excellence, where she's a senior associate. Thank you for coming back so soon. Oh, I'm so pleased to be back. People really enjoyed the last time we had both of you on, so we're glad that you are back with us today and you can vouch for it being a fun experience. We're not that scary. <laughs> we came back willingly. Thank you so much. Um, we are here today to talk about something a little bit out of the ordinary, but really fun, but still very meaningful. Many of you might be familiar with um, Brene Brown, who has m- written quite widely on the topics of vulnerability, shame, Um, and bravery, Mm -hmm. and bringing yourself, your whole self to work. And she has recently put out a really powerful special on Netflix called The Call to Courage. Mm -hmm. And all of us, either individually or together, viewed it, viewed it again, cried all the (laughs) (laughs) time. And um, it's such a nice companion piece and a a good kind of impetus to talk about her her work and the general idea that she brings forth. So we wanted to get together today and talk about call to courage and this idea of how important it is to be courageous by being vulnerable mm-hmm. and what that has to do with being a um, a whole person at work and in in your in all aspects of your life. We talk a lot about on the podcast about how there's no such thing as having a work self and a home self and Mm -hmm. compartmentalizing all these things. And um, we've had a lot of conversations about the fact that you can't divide that up. And Brene Brown is really um, good at bringing that out Mm -hmm.
0: as well. So yeah let's talk. Yeah. I like how she talks about, she kind of opens the whole um, show, The Call to Courage, the Netflix show, about talking about how you can't be brave or you can't be courageous without being vulnerable and she kind of talks about the time she met that guy where he was like, oh, she was on the plane and she meets a guy and she tells him what she does and that she's doing this thing about courage and he's like, oh, courage and bravery um, and vulnerability opposite ends of the spectrum. And she's like, no, 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 they're not. You can't be. Yep. You can't be brave without being vulnerable. You can't be courageous without being vulnerable and i really like how she kind of opens that up because the whole show kind of goes from there where you know she talks about how how to be
1: right vulnerable my husband is a wildland firefighter which he uh-huh. might think of as like a manly occupation and um, he doesn't uh-huh. think of himself as a super I don't know, courageous, right? courageous yeah. person, but he is really terrified. And he doesn't listen to this, so he won't hear me talk, tell this story. <laughs> but he is really terrified of needles horribly. Um, like, so any, yeah. any medical experience, he is just a, a sad little puppy child about encountering a needle. And I will tell him from time to time, you were really brave about that. And he's like, I'm not brave. I was terrified. And I said, but. Doing something in spite of your fear is that's the definition of being brave. And that's a silly example, but it's, no, I think
0: it's, it's a very great act. example, yeah. actually. It's a great example.
1: You so, can't you can't call yourself courageous if you're doing something that you didn't fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And I think what I really like about her work is that she really gets into the you know, what does it mean to be courageous? You know, and, and so your example is great, but it's also like it doesn't not always about facing your greatest fear right. or a needle or something that's painful. It's just about like showing up
1: mm-hmm. and being
2: yourself and, uh, and being open and like showing people who you really are. Before we, and that p- can take a lot of courage.
1: Before we hit record. And I know we do this all the time. We talk about, you know, before we were recording, we have yeah, this conversation right, right, right. <laughs> and we always joke about how we should have like the outtakes or something. Um, but before we hit record on this podcast, Erica, you were talking about the feeling of, um, imposter syndrome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's a really prevalent thing that many people you said especially women mm-hmm. will in a work environment especially feel like oh gosh what if people really knew that i'm not really qualified yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. and i just recently found out that i'm not the only one who's ever felt that way and it yeah really kind of i've been thinking about it ever since so it's been like a month since I've, i mean it really recently now i'm embarrassed to say that i just found this out but Um, I was in the Air Force for six years, and the entire time felt like I'm a fraud. I'm not the same as these other people who are like really gung-ho about this and being in the military, and I shouldn't be here, and uh, just in lots of different ways, and feeling like I'm not a leader, you know? Mm -hmm. And even though I went through all the same training as them, and I did the same jobs as them, and I actually was a leader the whole time, you know? (laughs) I just still internally felt like this isn't, I'm that's I'm not that person and someone's gonna find out one day Mm -hmm. and so I left the Air Force you know for other reasons but that was a that was one of them and then in my
1: next job had the same feelings and I was like
2: that's really interesting that I still feel (laughs) the same way even though I took myself out of that and ironically then I showed
1: up a couple I think a year after you Mm -hmm. and I told Eric to her great amusement Erica to her great amusement that when I arrived, I felt imposter syndrome because she and Patty
3: and their group were so smart.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I think you've really hit on something very important, whether it's a female or a male, and that is, you know, this idea of being vulnerable and showing up, um, and being it, it's courageous to do that because think about how our society trains us to be leaders in the workforce, mm-hmm. have the answers be decisive, Mm -hmm. um, be someone um, that others can trust and be confident. And in many ways, and maybe in some ways, even more so for women, um, there is this, like, I've got to prove myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So to be vulnerable may demonstrate, I don't have the answer. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: And what if I don't have the answer, then they will realize what I'm imposter. (laughs) I actually am. And I think so I think that it's something even just cultural as yep. well. If you think about in the classroom, mm-hmm. you are rewarded for having the right answer, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. not the right question. Yeah. On the debate stage. Right. Yes. <laughs> <He> tried, uh, <laughs> to, to be he, he awkward
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> In the show, she says, and I wrote this down, she says, don't build a culture where perfectionism and armor are rewarded and necessary. So that really gets that if you have control over the, the culture, to not have it where that's what is rewarded, you know? Because I that, even wrote down but, in my notes
1: academic armor because I was yeah. like, ooh, that's really good. Right. You know, right. we're all here at the University of Virginia and it's the best and the brightest and the smartest people, and it, it gets a little bit intimidating, I guess.
3: And you're supposed to be an expert in many ways, right? Right. And uh, as a new member of UVA and and joining the university last fall, I mean, I've definitely come in with the, I need to show everything I know because they hired and they recruited me here. And yet the most effective thing that I have found that I can do is ask the right questions. Mm -hmm. Even even if I ask a question where they look at me like, you should know this already. Mm Not that anyone's actually said that to me. or at, That's the story I'm telling myself. <laughs> the story my I'm telling favorite, myself. We'll get to that in a bit that too. That is my favorite part mm-hmm. of uh, her podcast because that just resonated. The story I'm telling myself is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It I'm, may or may not be right. It mm-hmm. may not be Most right. Most times it's probably not. And learning <laughs> yeah. to
1: recognize when you're telling yourself those stories. Erica, again, I'm drawing on your example of learning to realize when I when you heard that voice again saying, mm-hmm. I'm not qualified to be here. I'm not a fit. I'm not, I'm a fraud. You realize that second time around Mm -hmm. that that was the story you were telling yourself and it wasn't authentic. Yeah. And so Angela, to your point, when you talk about being vulnerable, as Brené talks about in all of her work really, um, that it's a more authentic version of yourself and you're really being seen for who you are, not who you're projecting to be. And Just candidly, I think about each of you as people I work with and being a newer person, and you're even newer than me, Angela, but um, we all encounter each other in these limited professional ways, and if we all kept that front up, that we are total experts, that we're not going to let anyone see us sweat, so to speak, um, not show any vulnerability that we don't ever really get that opportunity to connect with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I shudder to think the connections and great collaborations and the creative pursuits that we would have missed. Patty and I would not be doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. You Angela would not be a guest here talking mm-hmm. about things and we wouldn't have enjoyed mm-hmm. collaborating with you in so many other ways. And as a team member, Erica, you know, we've worked on so many things together, and I, we would just wouldn't have that same kind of relationship. It's vital to work,
0: yeah, to be a whole person and really be seen Well sometimes I think, and I know I know Angela wants to say something, but yeah, you should see wrongly. us we're all like, oh. we're all like yeah. <laughs> um, so i sometimes I, I'm glad you said that because I think sometimes vulnerability is like actually saying something that you're not sure is going to land right with the other person or or. And, and just saying it because you're, you, and, and I don't mean something offensive or anything like that, <laughs> but just being real being throughout that something. game. Yeah. Right. And so, um, so I remember talking to you, Brandy, one time about, we talked about some issues that we had with another person who's no longer at UVA, so we don't need to worry about offending anybody. But, and it was just kind of opening up that discussion about that other person that a- enabled us to realize that we were kind of on the same team right and so that we had something in common so there was that and then I hope you don't mind we can, I was thinking we, of the same we, story we can, with Angela we can <laughs> edit it out if you if you mind but don't maybe about Angela you know, I have no idea what they're going to say we <laughs> were at a um uh, training session together and you talked about your daughter mm-hmm. getting married mm-hmm. and and
1: it was just a wonderful moment of Angela was excited she Knew her daughter was getting married, and she shared it. Yeah, and so not the, anything the earth shattering.
0: Yeah, made me connect with you in a way mm-hmm. that that I don't know that I would have otherwise. And May so, I just
3: share for podcast listeners that my daughter married her British boyfriend in a courthouse, and I had <laughs> I did not have much notice, so I didn't like choose not to be at my daughter's
0: wedding. I thought it was really clear. i awesome stories which I've told to other people? I'm fine with that. Which was. Um, That one of your best friends went and FaceTimed you. Yes. And so you were able to, like, leave the session. You were like, I need to leave the session because I need to go FaceTime. (laughs) I just think it's one of the best stories I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And I, um, but had you not shared that story, I don't know. I mean, eventually I think we probably would have connected, but not sure,
3: you know, how long that would have taken. We shared a piece of our lives together. right, 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 right. And I think sometimes there's this feeling of taboo about that in yeah. the workplace. Yeah. But the reality was, that was affecting me a great deal during yeah. that workshop. Mm-hmm. And to be real and to kind of go, look, I know you don't know me, but guess what? Right. Right. Major. And then Is you that came that back any and any... you showed
0: the pictures yeah. and all that, just, it was just, i like, <laughs> now I feel like I, I'm your yeah. friend, you know, like, so. Anyway. And I'm your friend, too. Oh, (laughs) we should get up and hug each other. We love each other.
1: But but the reality of that is, I mean, yes, that is an extraordinary and wonderful example. And you may be thinking, okay, great. Glad you all love each other so much. (laughs) But, But the reality of it is, though, I mean, even a difficult person that you work with or a relationship that... Or you know, a, a work relationship that's not gonna ever be as warm and fuzzy. That human connection still makes a difference. Yeah. We don't leave ourselves Outside the door, mm-hmm. coming in and going out, and we all relate to one another better
3: when we recognize each other's humanity. So two things: one, you know, when folks appear to be a little bit difficult, mm-hmm. I kind of figure everyone is someone's difficult person. I mean, think about it: we're all probably turned someone on edge in some way. I oh, mean, that's fun to think about. I, you know, everyone mm-hmm. is somebody's <laughs> difficult person. But my my that's point funny. being, when you when you are vulnerable <laughs> enough to ask the question. Mm -hmm. Maybe even of someone, okay, let's be honest, you can't stand for whatever reason. Right. Whatever reason. You just don't connect. When you're vulnerable enough to care and stop and say, what was the highlight of your weekend? Mm -hmm. And you learn something. And sometimes you get more insight into, and and I have found myself developing more compassion Mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean we're going to hang out. Right. and that's okay. Right, but to have compassion, and then that leads me into my second point of all of this has such a change management theme. Yeah, mm-hmm. relationships is change management. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, not our communication message, not defend branding, not specifically training, but people change behaviors, and we change a culture based on relationships. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and we can't have true relationships without vulnerability in the workplace yeah nothing
1: happens great and life-changing in the workplace or your family or whatever right if you aren't to some extent being a little bit vulnerable with one Mm -hmm. another and so back to the our opening conversation about how vulnerability by definition is not the polar opposite of courage right Mm. vulnerability is just um what you do when you show up and you're not sure how it's going to, ha- how what the outcome's going to be, mm-hmm. it's not winning, it's not losing, it's about showing up when you can't control the outcome. Yeah. And the vulnerability in that is, will, will it work? Will it not? Will it fall flat? And it's not necessarily being soft and fuzzy and touchy-feely, it's mm-hmm. just
3: showing up and bringing your whole self in yeah. fact that's it's much harder it's not soft and fuzzy yeah. and touchy and feely. It, yeah it's, it's, it's very nitty-gritty isn't yeah. it yeah i'd like to share an example of a, what i call a courageous conversation i needed to have with a, a, a colleague um and um i won't let you know if it's at uva or notre dame so i'll just <laughs> kind of leave it at that <laughs> dear um, listener we'll let you dear listener, about that we'll ourselves. let you think about that <laughs> There was a definitely some anxiety mm-hmm. in, for me in this relationship. And, um, and I needed to have a conversation. It was the fair thing to do, right? And I prepared myself that it might not go well. It might go okay. I don't know what the outcome's going to be, but I'm going to be vulnerable enough because mm-hmm. I cared enough about the working relationship, right? Just mm-hmm. so that, not that we would be fast friends, but that we could work together. And I started the conversation out with, I need to have a courageous conversation with you. And this is really difficult for me. Mm-hmm. And I would really appreciate some of your time. That particular conversation was kind of life-changing. Mm-hmm. It didn't change the personality of the person involved. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, though, that I saw intentionality mm-hmm. around how this individual approached me and 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 and, made, and and the and the compassion I had for watching this individual be willing to listen to me. Now it could have exactly gone the opposite way. Would I have felt like it was a loss at that point? No, because you did it. Because I did, and it. you the didn't courage. leave it on the table. I did You didn't leave have it to wonder what table. would happen. I couldn't. You know, I can't. I couldn't go to my boss and say I have this really big problem with somebody because I was courageous enough to say. Have to have a courageous conversation.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And that was hard. Uh-huh. But to set it up like that, I think, kind of took the person back enough to go, she must care enough to have some courage to have this conversation. I didn't attack this person. So uh-huh. I'm going to borrow a leaf from your book and say, so two things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so two things about that, thinking about Brene Brown's talk. Um, one is that, so the thing about it is that there's, the only reason that you can you have those relationships with people where it's bad, where it feels tense, is because you care what that person thinks. And so the two things that I'm, I'm going at here is, number one, if you care what somebody thinks and it's causing you issues, then that's a good reason to show up for that relationship and not just push it aside and let your fear of what would happen what happened if you talked with that mm-hmm. person Keep you from ever doing it and getting either a resolution or just some kind of impasse where you're like, well, I tried. So that's the one thing. And the second thing is, Brené Brown talks a lot about the people who uh, will criticize you, and and uh, she calls that the people in the cheap seats yeah. from her man in the arena um, analogy from yeah. Teddy Roosevelt. So I thought maybe we could talk a little bit. We we've kind of talked about the tension between people and when, when it's worth having those conversations, that maybe that's a good segue into talking about who we care about what... Okay, I'm getting this all torn up in prepositional phrases. Right. Whose opinion really matters to us? Right. Well, who do I mean, we care she ta- about? What, she
0: talks about don't take criticism and feedback from people who aren't brave.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, I'm going to quote her because yes. I, took, I took a lot of notes on do. this. She's, so she's talking about the Teddy Roosevelt man in the arena speech. Um, we talked about that in our previous vulnerability pod with Sarah Doran. I'll link it in the show notes. And I'll actually link the whole, I'll copy the whole Teddy Roosevelt speech. Um, but the, the, the part of it that matters is that she talks about it's the man, it's not the critic who counts, it's the man in the arena who's getting knocked down, beat up, and bruised. Mm-hmm. And who even if he fails, he fails daring greatly. One of the titles of her book. But, so she goes on and says, I love this in the special. I didn't know she was so sassy <laughs> until I watched this. But she says, if you are not in the arena getting your ass kicked on occasion because you were being brave, I'm not interested in or open to your feedback on my work, period. And I was like, amen, sister. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, what I really like is that she talks about armor throughout, you know, like that, you're, you know, you have this armor up to protect yourself. And part of being vulnerable is letting that armor down. And it's easier to do that. And she talks about with these criticisms coming at you. You know, if you're reading people's comments about you online or or you're you're taking people's comments seriously, she says you just you don't hold those close to your heart, you let them fall. And so it's easier to let that armor down if you're not feeling like you have to keep it up to deflect those unnecessary criticisms that shouldn't mean that much to you.
0: Yeah. But it's hard. But it is hard. Mean, <laughs> I I I asked you when we were talking about Forward UVA Forward the conference the other day and and I said are there evaluations and you said yeah and I went ah oh. you know like <laughs> I did a session so the last thing I want is to see evaluations on my session you know so I still remember lots of
1: student evaluations from my time teaching as a grad student yeah like those things stick with you right, right. Yeah.
0: I mean, you might get great ones, and yeah. then you have but you remember one word for word yeah. those yeah. bad yeah. ones. Yeah, or, or, or one even slightly yeah. critical, and that's the one you, like, stick with.
1: Mm-hmm. Because it really yeah. matters what that one 19-year-old practically thought about me. Well, in this case,
2: me. we're not talking about 19-year-olds. We're talking about the yeah. <laughs> colleagues that we work with. Well, I and mean, she explained why. She said your brain is sort of coded to... Protect. Mm-hmm. ...protect yourself yeah. and to receive those those comments and, you know. So she, I mean, she talks about that in a couple different places about how yeah. your brain is sort of wired yes. that way. But part of this is sort of a practice of, okay, I'm not going to pay heed to that uh, because it's not important. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, you know, people will say, oh, I don't care what anybody thinks, but nobody really thinks that. You and know, we some really some should practice, care
3: what some people think, right? Yeah,
2: practice being selective about yeah. who you're giving that sort of energy towards. But yeah. there
3: is some reality here of. A boss uh-huh. or a key person in your life that mm-hmm. has the ability to make decisions that can affect you so mm-hmm. that that's some reality there too yeah um, how do you show up and be vulnerable when someone isn't as brave mm-hmm. and and I think those are some of the challenges yeah but I think if you can focus on where you can make a difference I think that's where you start mm-hmm. yeah right
0: yeah I want, I like one of the things she said early on, in her, and I hope we didn't already mention this, but where she talked about engineering smallness mm-hmm. and how she said, you know, throughout her life she wouldn't go and she would do, she'd write an article or a paper for a lesser, um, she'd write a column for a lesser newspaper journal, rather, yeah. or journal rather than the New York Times or whatever. And so... And I think about that too and engineering smallness is about not being vulnerable, not being brave. It's about not taking those risks or chances because you might be rejected or you might be, um, I, I I really love the opening of her, of her show where she talks about being vulnerable is um, applying for that job that you're not sure that you're gonna get, saying I love you first, um, coming out to your parents who are not going to be Supportive, Um, just all the things that she mentioned as being brave and being vulnerable, and I think that's so true. And we all do it in some aspect in our lives, you know. And so, I, I spent um, a long time just kind of content in my job, and finally said, you know, I'm going to take the leap and go to UVA Finance, and that was four, four years ago. But that was a Brave moment for me. I could have, you know, we have to take the opportunity to mention Kelly in our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for oh, us Kelly. It's time for so, the <laughs> Kelly moment. <laughs> so we talk about Kelly. And we
1: ought partner. to like do a sponsorship. This podcast is brought to you by <laughs> Kelly. So, Kelly but, but I Tyler. took,
0: a, you know, <laughs> I think it was a vulnerable moment. And that I said, you know, to Kelly, like, I think I might apply for this job. And so I hadn't really thought about that. And so, but it's just kind of taking that leap. It's the, it's the be, I, I, I mean it makes it sound like it was some like super courageous thing but it was leaving i don't know uva zone. finance is pretty awesome <laughs> it is awesome but but i think being in my comfort zone i was in hr for 12 years and so it's like this yeah that was a big know, maybe big leap. i should do that
3: i think the thing with being vulnerable is your 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 brain can tell you you're setting yourself up for rejection yeah like yeah the what if what if i get rejected yeah. What if someone doesn't like me? Mm-hmm. What if my conversation doesn't go the way I hoped? Yeah. And part of what you have to prepare yourself for and so difficult is, so what if that does happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. What if that does happen? Yeah. What's I'll be no worse off it? than I am now. That is exactly it. And, and I've been honest and authentic. And I don't have to I wonder. I yes. I know where
1: I stand. I know where I stand. I don't have to wonder. And here's the other thing. We've talked a lot on the pod about how anything that you want for your life is something that you have to work for and be intentional about. Whether we're talking about, I want to become more mindful. I want to take care of myself better. I want to develop myself professionally. It is not something... Erica, you and I were talking about this earlier. None of these things are things that you will ever arrive at a destination. It's a continual process. Same thing with being brave and being courageous. We talk a lot on the pod about how it's, you can compare these things to all these pursuits, to exercise. You can go to the gym and it will be hard at first. It will get progressively easy if you, easier if you stick with it. Now, you may say, okay, well, you can say that you arrived at fitness if you suddenly become Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, young Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> not now Arnold Schwarzenegger. But um, the, but if you stop going to the gym, it's going to get harder again. Like, you have right. to keep exercising those muscles. And whatever it is you're trying to attain... And I think if you, exercising your bravery is the same way. Mm-hmm. It's not that you're ever going to not have fear or never... Um, you know, reach some kind of nirvana state where you're not afraid of anything. There's plenty more things to make us uncomfortable in the world, but it does get progressively easier when you take those risks. You learn how it feels and you learn how to manage that fear and you learn that, oh, like you said, Angela, nothing's going to really happen horribly if I do some public speaking, if I um, talk to my coworkers Casual or go out, you know after hours with them and talk Mm -hmm. to them in a social experience Nothing is going to happen horribly if I apply for this job and Mm -hmm. don't get it Mm -hmm. You get experience you learn how it feels. It's
0: easier the next time. Yeah, you make a connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, One of the things I want to make sure we talk about is how she talks about Vulnerability specifically at work Mm -hmm. and she says without vulnerability. There's no creativity without tolerance for failure There's no innovation I thought that was really powerful um, she says um, at work vulnerability gives birth to empathy trust innovation creativity feedback problem-solving ethical decision-making inclusivity equity hard conversations um, and so I think that I think that that's the real true work connection yep and she talks a lot she kind of goes off into this other, um, I, want, I don't want to say tangent, because it was definitely re- relevant to what she A was side saying, road. But, <laughs> but, it, but it wasn't even that. She talked specifically about equity, diversity, inclusivity yeah. in organizations, and how if um, she said to not have the conversation because it makes you uncomfortable is the definition of privilege. Yes. And Gosh. I love that part because that's so true. Yeah. And if you may want to link back to the show notes on Brave the Brave Space, Space yep. mm-hmm. conversation because that's what that's all about. Yep. Is we so often at work and whether it has to do with equity and diversity, inclusivity, which is often what it's about, but also whether it's about your courageous conversation need or anything, we often so say, oh, we can't talk about that because it's, sensitive or it's going to make somebody uncomfortable, but it
1: doesn't hurt you any to have to push the things away that make you uncomfortable because it doesn't affect your life if you push it away. But for the people whose lives are affected by a lack of inclusivity, Mm -hmm. that doesn't go away just because you said, let's not talk about it. Yeah.
0: So I love that part of the show when she talks about that. Um, and she says, choose courage over comfort. Mm -hmm. Staying quiet is not an option. Um, and then she also goes on to say that learning about it is not, um, y- you are not, you can't make the other person responsible for teaching. So in, in yeah. we, mm. when you talk about inclusivity or equity and diversity and that kind of thing, this so often where we say, you know, to people who we think of as, as a minority, we'll say, um, you know, tell me what you think about this. Well, it's not their responsibility to teach us. It's our responsibility to learn. And so, I love that part of the show. I I say that it's a little bit of a side note because she does kind of go off onto that a little bit. But I think it's so relevant. It is so relevant. To the whole whole conversation about being courageous and talking about it. That's the reason the whole initiative at UVA Mm -hmm. and other places, it's not just UVA, is called Brave Space. It's the bravery, the courage, (laughs) courage, courageousness. I was going to say courage to talk about things that are that make people uncomfortable. So to
1: quote Brene again, since we're Brene fangirling, <laughs> that's the purpose of our podcast yeah. today. It, she said, vulnerability is the path back to each other, but we're so afraid to get on it. Mm-hmm. And I know. that's, mm-hmm. you know, take from our small example of, you know, like me as a new person, you as a new person, Angela, when you were new, mm-hmm. uh, Erica, all of us were new at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, We made that choice that we would find some connection and know people, bring ourselves to work, know people and show who we are and know people for who they are. And you find out so much more about people that enables you to work with them and create wonderful things and connect and collaborate. And if you don't do that, you never get that. And so in that larger sense that you were talking about, Patty, like... In the world today, there are so many groups that it's easy to name other and easy to say, I don't understand you mm-hmm. and I can't come like I can't imagine us coming together and relating to one another. But when you do, mm-hmm. you find, like she said, that path back to one another and you find out that you you can be together on the path.
3: And really it's a We're getting really deep able. today. <laughs> I know it's about being able to be compassionate. Yeah. When I learn something about you, even though I, I, I guess I want to make the point that being brave and being courageous isn't always that the relationship is like, wow, right? Did it. Yeah. But that I develop some compassion that you're a human being too. Yep. Doing the best that you can in yep. the mm-hmm. workplace, mm-hmm. even though I wouldn't do it that way, and I don't necessarily understand your lens.
1: I don't cast you as an an understandable villain in my eyes anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Exactly. It's okay. Right? And then we can work together still and be productive. We can do the things we need to do in an understanding of our basic humanity. Yeah. Because that's what vulnerability does. It takes us back to our basic humanity with each other in the workplace. Mm
2: -hmm. I think it's important to mention, um, especially in relationship with Patty was talking about, it, in the in the video she um, Brene says the scary part. Do you guys remember the scary yeah. part? Yeah, where she says you will fail. Yeah. So it's you know. Yeah. You, if you're out there being vulnerable, don't even think point, like
1: what if I fail? Yeah, you will.
2: <laughs> you will at some point. Fail, yeah, yeah, and it, it's just important to realize mm-hmm. that. But but I think that um, what I really like about her is that she brings these sort of very, like, real things about how to, um, how to actually make yourself vulnerable.
1: <laughs> We're being so silly, everybody. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you shouldn't have us in the same room together. Sorry.
2: We're happens. being real and vulnerable. We are.
1: <laughs> um, I think that, that knowing
2: that just by opening yourself up and showing that you're willing to try is so yeah. powerful and it shows an example to other people. And so I think a lot of people, you know, go, well, I'm not a I'm not, you know, a leader or a manager, so I can't really affect that kind of change. But just by showing yeah. that you're doing it, by showing yep. up and
1: by being vulnerable yourself, I think you could inspire others to do the same. And in finance, especially at UVA, we've talked a lot about trust and we've had a lot going on about trust in the pod lately. And she makes a point especially about how that dynamic plays out at work. Like, do you trust each other first mm-hmm. or do you have mm-hmm. a vulnerability, a vulnerable moment first? And she talks about how it's a slow stacking over time right. of trust and vulnerability, trust and vulnerability. Yeah. And we, we slowly build these relationships with one another. Yeah. And I, I like that she's not simplistic about how all this works. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're gonna arrive. She's very clear, as Erica mm-hmm. said, you're gonna fail. Mm-hmm you will always be afraid of some things. It's not like you're, like Angela said, you're gonna have a magical, like, touched by an angel moment with yes. the hard person at work and suddenly, like, your bosom buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a better way of being able to work with one another and and truly get things that matter done. She yeah. points out in the talk, I, I wrote this down verbatim, that I've never met a single person in 20 years that had a joyful, wholehearted life who was miserable at work. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks to how you cannot be a whole, you can't be a whole person and be in a work environment where you don't bring that. Mm-hmm. And you can't be in a work environment where that is not brought in. Yeah. <laughs> she talks about wholeheartedness. whole <laughs> Oh, give she, me five Angela. Yes. She talks about a
0: whole Yes, and in the show, she even has like the PowerPoint yeah. behind her with like pictures of heart ornament, Christmas ornaments. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I think that's that's very true. Like you can't step to the to work or at home. Um, so, one of the things we were talking about leadership, and one of the other quotes that I I wrote down was where she said, "Brave leaders are not silent around hard things."
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And I think that's so true. And when we talk about leaders being, not just people who we think of as leaders at work, but leaders in anybody, Mm -hmm. nobody shouldn't remain silent about things that are, um, that they shouldn't remain silent about. You know, like we all know what those things are. So,
1: and just I think one last thing that we've had a great conversation about this, and we'll we'll link to some of Brené's readily available. TED Talks on YouTube and some of the other things we've talked about as resources, but I would encourage you, go check it out on Netflix if you can. Yeah, if you it's can. really great. It's yeah, not that what, what I was
0: thinking, Brandy, is that, um, I, and in fact, I said to my husband, we're not going to do this justice by, we're not going to be able to do this show, called to Courage Justice by talking about it.
1: Um, I'll even link to a transcript if you, if yeah, you can't get it that Netflix. might be good, yeah. but
0: um, if you can watch it, watch it. Yeah, it's it really is, good. She's super it is, funny. It is powerful. But
1: but yeah. the other thing that I think is cool that she talks about, and we're gonna, if you you all don't mind, um, to wrap this up with, um, she talks about how um, her daughter is on the swim team. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we're yeah I we're know. all gonna get emotional because it's really good. <laughs> My daughter swam. And, <laughs> and 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 so she shows up for an event that she didn't have to do, and she does poorly. So poorly, but it was such an emotional decision to get there and to do it anyway and to be brave. And she ends by saying, and she, we can't say it any better than her. So I'm just going to say what she said. Vulnerability is hard. It's scary and it feels dangerous, but it's not as hard, scary, or dangerous as getting to the end of our lives and having to ask ourselves, what if I would have shown up? What if I would have said, I love you? What if I would have come off the blocks? Show up. Be seen, answer the call to courage, and come off the blocks because you're worth it. You're worth being brave. Yeah. All right, listeners. <laughs> so, so whoever you are and wherever mm-hmm. you are, you bring something unique and wonderful to the world that you're in. And your job is not to fit in. Your job is to become a part of the community as a whole person and to be seen for who you are. Mm-hmm. And we are so um, glad to be in a com- our a group here where we can support each other in that. We work in an environment that supports that. And um, we hope that you do too. And if you have ideas for things that we could do in a further podcast or more you want to hear about this particular author or topic, please do let us know. We would be happy to hear your feedback. And for now, thank you ladies for joining us today. We had a kind of a fun and silly time by times, but it is a very serious topic. So thanks for showing up.
0: Awesome. Thank Thank you.
1: Until then, the next time, keep doing good because what you do matters.